0: Grace and this is service dogs accessibility standards and how they can be improved. Over the course of the next three episodes, we will be discussing the difference between various types of working animals, how service animals are specifically different, the laws that cover service animals, the accessibility standards, and how accessibility can be improved. First and foremost, it's important to discuss what a service animal is not. A service animal is not an emotional support animal. It is not a therapy animal, not a police canine, not a military canine, or anything in between. A service animal is an animal trained to perform tasks to aid in the betterment of the life of their disabled handler. Now, an emotional support animal is not trained. They can be any sort or any species of animal. They are not allowed in places that aren't already pet friendly, so they can't go into restaurants or grocery stores, but they're more than welcome in Pet Supplies Plus and Petco and other pet stores. They can, however, live in housing that is not pet friendly, so long as the landlord owns more than four properties and they file a reasonable accommodations request. Now this reasonable accommodations request is filled by a doctor who knows and is well aware of their medical history. They will agree that the handler is in fact disabled and that this gives them a sense of purpose in life to have an emotional support animal. They are also allowed to fly on airlines with the Airline Carrier Access Act. But the Airline Carrier Access Act allows airplane companies to do breed discriminations and animal discriminations, which is a problem currently being worked on at the moment. There are no real registrations or certifications for emotional support animals. All of such websites are unofficial and are scams. Rather, all you need is a doctor's note testifying that you are in fact disabled for a reasonable accommodation for either housing or airlines. Service animals are also not therapy animals. Therapy animals can be any species of animal and they provide comfort to people at organizations like hospitals, schools, and nursing homes. They provide comfort to a variety of people in a variety of different circumstances. There's no laws that cover them as they are not allowed in non-pet friendly places and they are also not allowed on airplanes or in houses that are not pet friendly in the first place. The training requirements are set by the organization that that animal is going to be working for, such as a hospital might have a certain test that they have to perform in order to be a therapy dog at that hospital. Now, working canines, police canines, military canines, those are all dogs that are specifically trained for law enforcement purposes. A service animal is not trained for law enforcement purposes. So what exactly is a service animal? A service animal is a dog or miniature horse that is individually trained to do work or perform tasks to the benefit of an individual with a disability, including, but not limited to a physical, sensory, psychiatric, intellectual, or other mental disability. So it's important to note that service animal covers anywhere from a physical, visible disability to an invisible disability. Invisible disabilities can include things like epilepsy, veterans with PTSD, normal civilians with PTSD, autism, which can include anything from Asperger's to low-functioning It can include people in wheelchairs and people who need canes, mobility support, diabetes. It covers almost any disability, as long as an animal can help to aid in the betterment of that person's life. So, most common types of service animals include guide dogs, hearing dogs, medical alert, mobility, autism service, and psychiatric dogs. But it doesn't have to be limited to just those. There's things like medical response so instead of alerting to an issue before it happens which in some cases it's impossible the dog can rather respond by go getting people or doing specific tasks to help break the handler out of a disassociation or a feigning spell and the list just goes on and on and on Having a service dog provides handlers with greater independence as well as enriched confidence to leave their home, foster social relations, and enter or re-enter the workforce. So it's important to note what rights service animals actually have. So they may accompany their handler in public locations with a few exceptions. So these exceptions include places of worship like churches, Extremely sanitary environments like a restaurant kitchen or an ICU burn unit. But that is about the extent of where they can't be allowed. They may accompany their handler everywhere else in a hospital. They may accompany their handler in restaurants, non-pet friendly locations, hotels, and just about everywhere else. Now, service animals are covered under the department of justice's americans with disability act for places going into locations that aren't pet friendly when it comes to airlines they're allowed to fly under the ACAA though psychiatric animals have to have a note from a doctor therapist or other certified mental health professional the ACAA is also allowed to do breed and restrictions on such animals which is a serious problem and is currently being worked on. When it comes to housing, they're entitled to stay in non-pet friendly housing under the Fair Housing Act. So long as there is a reasonable accommodation request, this reasonable accommodation request must be written by a therapist or doctor. It does not have to state the disability of the handler, but the handler can be asked what tasks such animal performs. Service animals aren't considered pets. They're considered medical equipment, like a wheelchair or a cane or even glasses. That's why they're allowed in so many places that pets simply aren't. Handlers also don't have to pay pet fees at any location. If they stay at a pet-friendly hotel, they do not have to pay the $25 fee or whatever it may be in order to allow their animal to stay there. They are considered, once again, medical equipment, and you don't have to pay a fee to take your wheelchair into a hotel room. However, if the animal does cause damage, a fee may be charged, which is completely legal and allowed, just as if you were to accidentally knock a hole into the wall, they could charge you a fee for that now the americans with disability Act protects the right of people with disabilities to bring their service dogs and miniature horses with them to most public places so really service dogs can go about anywhere they can go to theaters shops even if privately owned the shop owner cannot manipulate the law to their wanting a service animal is allowed And the Air Carrier Access Act of 1986 ensures service dogs may travel with their owners on airplanes. But the Airline Carrier Access Act does have a separate definition of a psychiatric service animal and rather groups them with emotional support animals. Now, emotional support animals are not trained, so it's an unfair grouping of the two. And it is required that people with psychiatric service animals get a note from their doctors and this is a serious issue. It is only continuing to discriminate against people with disabilities that you can't physically see. People have a variety of disabilities you can't see. Whether it be a veteran with PTSD or epilepsy, you can't see everything. And them specifically asking for a note is completely discriminatory. The Fair Housing Act of 1968 Stipulates that housing with a no-pets policy must make an exception for people with service dogs or miniature horses so long as they request reasonable accommodation. So, what registries and training programs make an animal a service animal? Currently, there are no nationally or legally recognized service dog training certifications or identification standards. Every and all websites claiming to register service animals are scams and provide no validity. Both professional trainers and organizations and laypersons may train and provide service dogs. Just like you can purchase a wheelchair from a manufacturer. If you really wanted to, you could make your own and that's not illegal. At minimum, service dogs should be individually trained in essential tasks that the person could otherwise not perform due to his or her disability such as alerting a person to low blood sugar. These are referred to as tasks. So training for a service animal takes about one and a half to two and a half years. Service dogs should be well-behaved and under control of the community. Now, what exactly does under control mean? Well, they must be potty trained, which generally includes not urinating or defecating in stores and being able to use the bathroom on command no signs of aggression towards people animals no showing teeth no food aggression and really people could touch anywhere or anything on the dog and they must not show aggression they must be under the control of the handler at all times so the animal is listening intently the animal heels next to the handler or in front if it is a guide dog The animal walks well on a loose leash and does not pull it responds almost immediately to commands and it sits stays or stands stays before entering and leaving buildings and transportation vehicles a service animal must be able to take commands from others if the handler is down this is especially important when in a hospital or ambulance as if the animal does not listen paramedics do not have to allow the dog or miniature horse on board and most importantly They must be task trained. A task is an act the animal performs to aid in bettering the life of a disabled handler. So if there are no real registries, how do store employees know if it's actually a service animal? Well, thankfully, they can ask two questions. First, is this a service animal? And second, what tasks does this animal perform? If the person with the animal answers emotional support The employee is able to ask them to leave, as, under the ADA, emotional support is not a legitimate task. If the person answers protection, they are also able to ask them to leave, as protection does not aid in someone's disability, and on top of that, it shows signs of aggression. Employees are not allowed to ask questions as to any nature as to the handler's disability, and they may not charge a pet fee for the animal. Just as you can't ask a person with a wheelchair why they're in a wheelchair, you can't ask a person with a service dog why they have a service dog. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of our podcast. Episode 2 is available immediately.